Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I am Vita Cash, your host. I am the co-pastor and first lady at Flow Church, and I'm so happy you're listening today. Go ahead and grab your Bible, your notebook, your beautiful pen, a cup of tea, and let's get into the Word of God. Welcome, everybody. Hey everybody, welcome to Study Apply Thrive. If you've never been here today, I want to say welcome, 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 welcome. It's summertime, we're carefree, we're having fun, and we're about to have some good time in the Word. Now, the name of the podcast, Study Apply Thrive, came from this very simple thought. If you study and apply the Word of God, you will thrive in every area of life. And that's just a biblical truth. Any area of your life that you diligently give yourself to, you study the word of God in that area, you apply it, you will absolutely see results. And it's my job to help you get there. It's my job to help you study the word in a way that you can apply it in a way that's very applicable so that you can have success in life. And we are preparing here at Flow Church for a vision board party. And I'm so excited about it. And every time we do a vision board party, I always uh, teach before we start making vision boards because we can't do anything as women of God without having teaching first. Everything that we do, if we want results, has to have some kind of biblical foundation to it. And I'm not talking about super, super deep, like should you eat asparagus or broccoli for dinner, unless Holy Spirit tells you to eat one over the other. But I'm talking about the foundation of how you model your life, the routines that you develop, the habits that you develop, your uh, rationale for doing things, the why behind what you do. As women of faith, we have to have a Bible reason for doing things because we understand that the word is spirit life and that spirit life is logos. And for us, it's a, a, a actual life force for how we live. And so you want to have Bible behind what you do. And there are lots of people doing vision boards and they don't necessarily tie the word into it. And I'm not making any commentary on what they're doing, but I am saying for us as women of God, as women who are believing God for more and believing God for better, we have to be able to tie the word and tie God's spirit into everything that we're doing. And so instead of prolonging our vision board workshop that's coming up in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do a couple podcasts. Here we are today. and <laughs> Talk about vision. And I want you to listen to these before you do your vision board. Now, if you're hearing this next year sometime, this is 2021, July 2021. If you're hearing this next year sometime, it, the word is the word. It's still good. You can listen to this and then go do a vision board. I don't care when you hear this. The word is applicable at all times. The word is in season at all times. Um, Some of the current events or examples may change, but the power of God's word is the same. And so we're going to talk about why you need to have vision for your life today. And this is something that if you've been a part of Flow Church, this is not new to you. We hear this all the time. And we actually encouraged you to do vision boards in January of this year. And so now that it's July and we're at the mid-year mark, we actually passed the mid-year mark. We're in the seventh month of the year. I want you to pull out those goals that you wrote in January. I want you to pull out your vision board and hopefully you don't have to dig for it because you're looking at it every day. And I want you to look at it and pray about it and 
you and God make a decision of if you need to update or change anything. Because some of you, and I think most of you, have achieved a lot of the things that are on your vision board already. And some of those things are just there as reminders of the victory that God has already given you. And some of the things that are on there, you realize, you know what, I put this on here, but maybe it's not for this season. Let me move some things around and get get on my board what's in season right now. But either way, I want you to have a vision for your life. We have to have a reason to get out of the bed every morning. And it can't be just to go make the donuts. And that's a reference to a Dunkin' Donuts um, commercial. Um, it can't just be because my children need a sandwich or it can't just be because I want to kiss my husband before he goes off to work. We have to have a reason to get out of the bed every morning, a reason to keep getting better, a reason to keep growing, a reason to keep ourselves up, a reason to do our hair. A re- we have to have a reason. And you might be thinking, well, I do those things automatically. Some people do those things automatically. But one thing that COVID has shown a lot of women is that what we thought was in us wasn't in us because we went from being dressed and spanked up and mac down or whatever your support garment brand and your makeup brand is pre-COVID. We were doing that stuff every day to now uh, over a year into COVID, yoga pants and leggings are our best friends. And we think that when we buy a t-shirt that has a beautiful slogan on it, that we're in high fashion (laughs) a year and a half ago. That was not the case for so many women. And what has happened, one thing is we don't have anywhere to go. Things are starting to open up again, but you didn't necessarily want to get fully dressed just to go downstairs and work from your from your desk or do a Zoom meeting or what have you. But some of us took it way too far to the point that we don't know the last time we deep conditioned our hair. We don't know the last time we, you know, did a nice uh, exfoliation or, or whatever it is we need to do. And that's a lot of times those things happen. We stop writing in our journals. We stop working on the manuscript that God told us to do. We stop building the website. We stop working out. We stop doing those things. It's because we're not keeping that vision in front of us. And the Bible is very clear in the book of Proverbs. It says that people perish because they lack vision. They just simply perish. People begin to die away. Those dreams begin to die. Um, the the excitement about life begins to die. The motivation begins to die. And it's not a physical death, but the things, the essence of who you are begin to slip away when there is no vision. Because when there's no vision, you end up living your life based on what's familiar or based on just routine that you may have established three seasons ago and now you need something else, or based on what other people are telling you you should do. And those other people are not even necessarily people in the circle that God has designed for you. It could be what the people in the news are telling you or what the CDC is telling you or what your favorite television show is motivating you to do. And those things aren't bad, but they could be out of season if it's not the vision for your life right now. And so I want you to pull out those vision boards and look at them. And so when we have our vision vision board workshop in a couple of weeks, you'll already be familiar with what you thought you should be doing in January and you can say, yay, I'm on track or I've excelled everything. I've already done everything or I need to update or I haven't done anything or whatever your honesty moment is. So vision is the ability to see is simply that. Do you have vision or don't you? The ability to see and to see is the ability to perceive something with your eyes or or to perceive with an organ 
or a part of your body that God gave you to be able to visualize the things that are around you, to be able to put colors and shapes and dimensions and all those things to the things that God has put in your heart. So if I close your, if I say close your eyes and just imagine a house, you know, depending on your exposure to different houses is what you're going to imagine. So if you've only been exposed to a mansion, you grew up in a mansion, you grew up filthy rich, and to you, a house is a minimum of 20,000 square feet and a minimum of seven bedrooms with 10 bathrooms and a West Wing. And a two, if that's all you've been exposed to, if I have you close your eyes and envision a house, that's all you're going to envision. For someone else, if I say close your eyes and envision a house, you see a two-bedroom apartment. Both of those things are accurate. There's nothing wrong with either of them, but your vision on the inside has a lot to do with what you've been exposed to on the outside. And so when you create a vision board, a lot of times you want to look for things that's a new exposure. So if you're believing God for a house, you want a house that's different from what you already have. You want to go to the next level. If you're believing for a car, you want to put a vision, a car in your vision board. You most of the time want to put something different than what you already have. And so you have to be willing to expose your eye so that you can see something different to connect with what the possibilities are. Are, what the options are so that then you can develop some vision to decide, is that for me? Because everything that your eye sees is not necessarily for you. It doesn't have a good or a bad connotation to it. It's just, is it what God said for you or not? And so the organ that God gave us, our eyes, one of the reasons they're there is for safety and so that we can make connections with what's around us, but it's so that we can be exposed to the possibilities around us to develop vision and prayer time as to what God wants to give us, the kind of life he wants us to have, the kind of marriage he wants us to have, the kind of finances, the kind of health, the wellness, the vacations, the home, all of it. God wants you to have all of it because all of it is a gift from him, but it begins with vision. And so as people of faith, vision is a very important part of us. You guys remember Jeremiah and God said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah was talking about his ability. Oh, I'm young. I can't talk. And and God said, "Mm -mm, what do you see? And when Jeremiah began to tell him what he saw, he said to Jeremiah, thou has well seen, I will hasten my word to perform what you say you see. And so God already knew what was there. He didn't need for Jeremiah to explain anything to him. God was not lacking any knowledge, but what he wanted Jeremiah to see is that if you can't see what you want, then I can't bring you something. I can bring you the things that you're perceiving. I can bring you the things that you're imagining. Remember he said, I can do above what you can even imagine or think. Remember, so it's our imagination, our thinking, our seeing. All of those things are gifts that God has given us to attract some of the blessings that he wants to send to our lives. And so if you are a woman who's going through life just, you know, on autopilot and you're not taking time every day to look at your goals and you're not taking time every day to look at your vision board and it doesn't have to be a physical board. My vision board is actually electronic and I'll share that with you when we do our vision board uh, workshop. I used to have a physical vision board. I would cut out 
uh, magazine clippings and all those things. Nothing wrong with that. I still do that with my 11 year old because she's, I'm teaching her at a very young age how to have vision and she has a vision board and we make one for her at the beginning of every school year. I just prefer the electronic because I can take it with me everywhere. That's the only thing is, is it selfish. I'll take, take it with me everywhere, but you have to have a vision for your life. And so before we get into What's up on the vision board? Because a lot of times we think about, oh, I want to put a yacht and a fancy vacation and a car and a, a big house or I want a smaller house and I want this many children and this is going to be my logo for my business and this is going to be the cover for my book. And, you know, one of the things I have on my vision board is number one podcast. I want to win awards for this podcast is I want to bless women all over the world. But before we can get there, and this is where we do vision boards a little bit differently at Flow Church is I want to deal with the you because you can put all of those things on your vision board. You can say that you want to have a six-figure salary or you could say, I want to be an at-home mom. You can say, I want to drive this fancy car or you can say, I want to drive this economy car. You can say that I want to travel six months out of the year. You can say, I want to travel six months, six days out of the year. All of those things are good. Nothing wrong with those things. But if you have not trained yourself to become the kind of person who can properly maintain what God has given you, you're just having an arts and craft activity. Because we have to be able to be the right stewards over what God gives us. And God's not going to send you something. He's not going to increase you. He's not going to expand your territory if you haven't already demonstrated the ability to be a steward over what he's given to you. It says, the Bible says, I'm, I'm pausing because I wanted to <laughs> say this right. The Bible says that he who is faithful in little is also faithful in much. So it doesn't say that you're going to become faithful once you get much. If you're not tithing off of your $10,000 salary, you're not going to tithe off of a $100,000 salary. If you're not tithing off of a $20,000 salary, you're not going to tithe off of a $200 salary because tithing is not a budget thing. It's a mentality thing. And even if you start off by giving an offering and build up to tithing, you if you're not giving, then you're not a giver and you have to become a giver. If you cannot keep or if you will not keep the 500 square foot apartment clean, you're not going to keep the 5,000 square foot house clean. If you won't keep the type of car that you have now in good running condition, you're not going to keep the new car in good running condition. And so one of the things that stops us from receiving everything that God has for us is that God knows our heart. He knows our heart. He knows what we're going to do with what he blesses us with. And he wants us to be an example of an enjoyable life so that people can see us and our lives can magnify God. And so some of the things that we have on our vision board, the only reason that we haven't received them, some of us, not, not everybody, is because we haven't become the kind of woman who can maintain it. We haven't become the kind of woman who can be a good steward over the things that God wants to give us. And so before you put a yacht on your vision board, before you put a mansion on there, before you put a business on there, before you put any of those things, I want to just take you through 
some word to see if you are ready for it. Hmm. <laughs> Pastor Vita, you, I'm mad at you, Pastor Vita. I don't like, I thought we was going to talk about rah, rah. Yeah, we all getting yachts, rah, rah. Yeah, we all getting a million dollars. Well, yeah, God has all that for you. He has all that for you and he wants to use you to be an example of his goodness. He wants to use you to expand the kingdom. He wants to use you to evangelize. He wants to use you to save your family. And when he gives you that big house and you have that wonderful cookout and you, you know, bless your family and they say, God has been good to you. And you say, yes, he has. Let me tell you how he wants to use you. But he has to be sure that when you invite the people to the cookout, they don't have to wade through piles and piles and piles of junk to make it to the kitchen table and you're not scooting you know six months worth of mail off the counter just to put the plates out and when you give somebody a ride in that beautiful car that you're not picking them up and while they're standing there waiting to get in the car you're brushing mcdonald's french fries off the seat he's trying to make sure that's not what you want to do and so you have to become a woman who is a good steward so that everything over everything you have on your vision board that God knows he can trust you with it and you know that he can trust you with it because most of the things that we're going to accomplish in life is going to be a building block we're not going to get a million dollar company just given to us tomorrow in most cases that that can happen because God's a miracle miracle worker that can happen but in most cases the way that it happens is God gives you two contracts first and then you steward those two contracts and they multiply into four and then the four multiplies into 16 and then the 16 multiplies into 32 is that did I do that math right yeah 32 and then 64 and so forth and so we build step by step the steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord we build step by step we don't build jumping by jumping you know so we have to be sure that we have the ability to steward where we are right now so that everything on that vision you can look at yourself in the mirror and say yep I'm the kind of woman who can handle that yep I can handle that business I can handle that many contracts I can handle fulfilling that order. I can handle that many children. I can handle it. I won't become vain if I lose all the weight. I, I I can do that. I can handle that. I can handle the kind of marriage that God wants me to have. I can handle that. I can ha- I can steward that. I, I can take care of that. I will tithe off of the $5 million. I, I'll do that. You know how I know? Because I'm tithing off the 50000 that I have now. And when I only have 5000 I was tithing off of that too. I am the kind of woman who can handle that. So look here and Luke chapter 12, Luke chapter 12. And I'm going to read from my paper Bible today. I'm reading the English Standard Version, I think. Let's see. No, I'm reading King James Version. Okay, Luke chapter 12. And let's look at verse 37. It says, blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Now, watching, remember, is an action of our eyes. So he finds them, they they understand their assignment, they understand what they should be doing. And when he shows up, when the Lord shows up, he finds them watching or he finds them minding or taking care of the things that are a part of their vision. Let me put my glasses back on. Okay, verily, I say unto you, 
that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. So it says that when the Lord shows up and he finds the servants watching or taking care of or stewarding the vision that he's giving them, that he's going to gird himself up and sit down and eat me, he's going to serve them. And so one of the ways, as I already stated, that God can begin to bring more things to us is when we are watching and paying attention to and giving our full attention to the vision that he has given us for our lives. Verse 38, it says, and if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants. So he's saying that if he comes in the first time, if he comes in January and we're all excited about vision and then he comes back in April and then he comes back in July and these servants are still being good stewards. They're still watching the vision. They're still reading their goals every day. They're still looking at their vision boards every day. They're still being a good steward over the vision that you and God talked about at the beginning and not just watching, but putting your hands on it and attending to it and working the steps and working your faith confessions and doing your faith actions and having your goals and working through it and being diligent. He says, bless are those servants. Verse 39, and this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would not have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. So he's saying, because you don't know when things are going to happen. Verse 40, it says, be therefore ready also for the son of man cometh at an hour when you think not. So he's saying, just be ready because the son of man is coming. And this is talking about the son of man as far as Jesus coming back, but we can use it or extrapolate it to, we don't know when God is going to have increase show up in our lives. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, sow your seed in the morning, sow your seed in the evening, sow your seed upon the water, sow your seeds in the field, sow your seeds in the cloud, because you don't know which one is going to harvest first. And so here he's given us an example of what good stewardship is, that we're not only good stewards when other people are watching, we're not only good stewards when it's Sunday or a study group night, we're not only good stewards when it's women's ministry, but we are always watching. And if the master were to come back at the first hour, the third hour, the fifth hour, January, April, June, July, December, it doesn't matter when he would come back. But when he came back, he would see us giving our full attention to the vision that he has given us for our lives. He will see that we're still working out. He will see that we're still eating well. He will see that we're still taking the classes and doing the homework. He will see that we're still journaling, that we're still doing podcasts, that we're still reading the books, that we're still exercising, that we're still loving and being intimate with our spouse, that we're still keeping ourselves if we're single, that we're still taking care of our hair, that we're still deep conditioning, that we're still you and doing um, facials and we're still doing skincare and we're still dressing nice and we're still fouling our nails and we're still putting on some lip gloss. He will see that we're still the same person and that the conditions around us don't dictate how we handle the assignment that he's given for our lives. The conditions around us, people don't, don't um, dictate it. Politics don't dictate it. What society 
society is saying don't dictate it, but we accepted an assignment from God. We accepted a vision from God and we're working that vision. We're doing everything in our power, doing everything to do our part to bring it to pass. And when he sees that consistency in us and he sees that we're just on it all the time, we're always watching, then he comes in and he blesses. Now look at verse 42. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season? He said, who is that faithful and wise servant? You know, we are wise women over here, Flow Church. We are very wise and wise women always have options. He said, who is that servant, that faithful and wise servant who has enough wisdom to know that the way that God blesses me is when I demonstrate my faithfulness to what he has said. And so this vision board that I'm creating is not something that I just went on social media and I saw what this celebrity was doing and this influencer was doing this and this person was doing this and my cousin's doing this and my sister's doing this and the lady I can't stand is doing that and I want to outdo her. No, I had a conversation with God and this is the conversation that we had that he wanted me to do A, B, C, and D. And I got a vision for what that looked like. And I could perceive it with my eyes and I could see myself doing it. And I took some images to connect with what was on the inside of me. And I put them on a board or I put them on an iPad. And now I'm watching over that vision. I'm being a good steward over that vision. So now God can label me a wise and faithful servant. And he'll come in and make me ruler over a portion of his kingdom and increase me me and give me my portion in due season. And so our due season is predicated on our faith level and on our wisdom level. So we can't afford to be dumb about what we say we want and we can't afford to be lazy about it. And that right there is a whole word. I won't be dumb and I won't be lazy. And I'm not saying dumb in a grade level kind of way, but if you say you want to have flawless skin, then you need to know about how to get flawless skin. And there is enough information at your fingertips to research that. If you say you want gray hair, then what are some hair care um tricks that you have tried because everybody's hair is different. So you try that one. Okay. That one didn't work for me. So let me move on. But saying I tried and I didn't find something meant that you stopped. You know, if you want to have a great blood pressure and great AC1 numbers and be at a great weight, what wisdom do you have about eating well? What wisdom do you have about working out? What wisdom do you have about resting? Resting is so important, ladies, and drinking water. You know, if you want to own a business, how do you do it? What are the requirements in your state? What are the requirements in your county? What are the requirements for the discipline that you've been called to? Do you want to be an event planner? Do you want to be a caterer? Do you want to have a proposal management company, a project manager? You want to start a dental uh, a dental uh, office because you're a dentist. You want to start a private practice because you're a physician. Whatever it is, do you have the wisdom about it? Because a faithful person and a wise person are the characteristics for a good steward. And when you are a good steward and God comes and he sees you watching, then he's in a position to allow you to increase in due season. Verse 43, it says, blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. 
Of a truth, I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. So God can trust you to be ruler over a lot of stuff simply because you have proven yourself to be a good steward. And so before we get into these vision boards and what we're putting on the vision boards, you have to ask yourself, self, huh? (laughs) Am I a good steward? Am I wise about what I need to be doing? And am I faithful to it? Or do I only do it when I feel like it? It is, look, I don't always feel like doing my hair. I don't always feel like feeding my family. Just real talk. There's nobody here but me and the girls, right? Real talk. I don't always feel like painting my toenails. I don't always feel like putting on Spanx. I don't always feel like eating healthy. That's a big thing for me. I don't always feel like it. Sometimes ice cream smells a lot better than broccoli and celery sticks. But in order to be considered a good steward, I have to be wise and I have to be faithful. And I can't only do things when I feel like it. I have to do what's right because it's right, even when nobody else is watching. That's called integrity. And so as you're looking at this vision board and all the things that are on there, are you a woman who is a good steward? Are you a woman of integrity? Are you the type of woman who has the ability to receive all on your all this on your vision board and the ability to maintain it and the ability to grow it? So for some of us, we're going to go talk about the vision boards right now just for a couple of minutes. For some of us, our whole vision board might need to be just about you. We, we're not at the point yet that we can put a yacht or a private island or a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. We're not there yet. Not to say that those are not things that you can have, but have you become the woman who can have them? And for some of us, our vision board needs to be, I get up on time. I don't hit the snooze button. I eat healthy. I tell the truth. God can trust me to have faithful and wise words. I do not gossip. I say faith confessions. I eat well. I sleep well. I take care of myself physically. I keep myself up. I look nice at the level that I can. I have kind words for my children. For some of us, that's, we're right there. That, that, that's our sweet spot. That's our lane. Because we have to get ourselves together. And that is a beautiful vision. Just being able to work on yourself without thinking about right now the material things you have to take care of. Because for some of us, it's an effort just to take care of ourselves. It's an effort to keep our attitudes together, to keep our words in check, to keep our emotions at bay. And so if that's where you are with your vision board, own it promote it, do it, get smart about it, be faithful with it so that you can be considered a good steward. So then in a couple months, when you revision, when you revisit the vision board, you can begin to add the material things to it. But sometimes we got to get ourselves together first. And so here are the five areas that I want you to consider just about you and your stewardship. This is before you get to putting the house and the dog and the cat and the a scholarship for your child and, you know, the best vacation you ever had. Before you get there, I want you to analyze yourself. The Bible says you won't be judged of any man when you judge yourself. So I want you to judge yourself. Where are you spiritually? By that, I mean how much time, talent, treasure, trust, and thanks do you dedicate to the things of God? 
How much time do you spend in prayer? How much time do you spend fasting? How much time do you spend with the word of God, studying it, listening to it? How much time do you spend with other women who are believers? How much time do you spend, you know, just on the things of God, whatever your ministry is, how much time do you spend on that? Do you show up on time for ministry stuff, your time, your talent? I'm still talking about spiritually. Do you use your talents for the things of God? Do you use your talents to promote the kingdom of God? This is all to get in a vision of you. Um, if you are a caterer, but every time the church needs something, you never raise your hand and say, oh, hey, I bake cupcakes too. Are you using your talents for the things of God? Your treasure is your finances. Do your Can the kingdom depend on you for your finances? Your trust is... Do you trust the leadership that God has given you? Do you trust the word of your pastor and first lady and co-pastor? Do, do you trust the study group leaders? Do you trust, or are you, I, I can talk to God just like them. I don't have to listen to them. Do you trust because the order of God is that you have leadership? Jesus said in the book of Ephesians that he left gifts as he was ascending on, on high. And those gifts are the fivefold ministry. And so if Jesus thought we needed those gifts, who are we to say, oh, no, nah, I'm good, Jesus. I don't need that. No, it's not like he's given us another sweater. No, he left us gifts. Whatever gifts he said we needed, we need those things. But do you trust that? And then what did I, oh, your thanks. Do, do you praise God and are you thankful to God for what he's given? Are you thankful to your church? And do you share your thanks and appreciation with your church? We're still talking about spiritually. The, you know, spiritually, where are you spiritually? Intellectually, where are you intellectually? Is your thinking more aligned with the things of God or is your thinking more aligned with the things of the world? How do you know? Because you read the word and when you read the word, it's like, oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Or mm, what's this? I ain't never heard this before. You know, <laughs> Where is your thinking when it comes to the word of God? And then you have to measure that situationally. Sometimes we on point when it comes to forgiveness, you forgive quick. But when it comes to kind words, uh-oh, you ready to cut somebody out. Okay, where where are you intellectually? Where are you with your career? Are you always looking to for an opportunity to just be diligent in what you're called to do? Are you consistent with your job? Um, if can they depend on you? Can your job depend on you to do your assignments and excellent? Remember, we do all things as unto the Lord. That's uh, Corinthians Colossians, uh, chapter three twenty five. We do all things as unto the Lord. You know intellectually, do you have the mentality of a kingdom woman? You know that you can have the fruit of the spirit, this way the fruit of the spirit. Intellectually, are you reading books? Are you learning? Are you taking classes? Are you doing workshops? All of this is preparing you to receive your vision. So we did spiritually, we did intellectually, physically. Gotta talk about it. Are you eating well? Are you drinking water? Are you resting well? Are you taking care of your skin? Are you taking care of your hair? Are you taking care of your nails? Are you taking care of your area, your physical house where you live? It doesn't reflect the kingdom of God. I say it like this all the time. This is not new to you. My home is an embassy. I'm an ambassador for Christ and my home is an embassy. And every time someone comes here, I want them to experience the love of God, experience a little piece of heaven because I'm a kingdom person. When people walk into your house, it's not about the how expensive your furniture is. It's not about how big your house is. It's not about how trendy anything is. It's about the environment that you cultivate. Have you cultivated an environment that's full of hospitality, that's full of warmth, 
Or do you, when people stop by, do you make it very apparent that they were not invited and they're not welcome there? So physically, it's about your body, but it's also about your environment. So that's spiritual, intellectual, physical, social. What's your social life look like? How are you getting along with your spouse? How are you getting along with your children? That's a priority for us. We have to be sure that we're doing well there. Uh, Proverbs 14 and 1 says, a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down brick by brick. Are you building your house? And I'm not talking about the physical house, but the relationships and the culture in your home. Are you building that social interaction with your children? Do you have good, healthy friendships with other women? Please don't say that you can't be friends with other women. You can be friends with other women. Sisterhood is a gift straight from heaven. And I pray that all of you have sister friends that you can trust and rely on. And most of all, laugh with and send each other funny texts that only the two of you or the group of you know what it is. I mean, that you have inside jokes after inside jokes because you spend so much time together. Um, so socially, are you building good social relationships? Are you socially responsible? Can God trust you to mentor other people? Can God trust you to receive mentorship from someone else? So that was um, physical, spiritual, intellectual, physical, social, financially, the last area. Where are you financially and why are you there? Sometimes we are in an area financially simply because we do not have enough. And that isn't about our stewardship. Sometimes we just don't have enough, but God will increase you more and more. I want you to hear that. Anybody who feels like you don't have enough financially, there is a plan from God for you to increase financially. And then for those of you who are not in that position, what are you doing with your finances? Are you a giver? Are you a tither? Are you an offering giver? Are you philanthropic? Are you blessing other people when God blesses you with more? Are you taking care of the things that he tells you to take care of as far as being charitable to others? Um, are you saving um, or are you just totally irresponsible with your money? If I asked you, how much money do you spend on food a month? Would you be totally shocked to find out that you spend $300 on eating out every month? Would that be a shock to you? Or would it be like, oh yeah, that's what I guess, you know, because you're a good steward over your money. Spending $300 a month on eating out isn't bad if you have it to do. It's bad when you don't have it to do when you pay your electric bill late every month, not realizing that you actually have the money, but you ate it. You know, so those are the areas spiritually, intellectually, physically, socially, and financially that I want you to be thinking about. And I want you to ask yourself, am I faithful and am I wise in all of these areas? Am I a good steward? So when God shows up, he sees me watching over the vision through the scope of me being a good steward so that he can then increase me and make me ruler and give me my portion in due season. So our next episode is going to talk a little bit more about building out the actual vision board, about making it look the way you want it to look, about, you know, if you want to do an electronic one or do a paper one, both are great. I, I'm I celebrate both. It just depends on what you want. Some of you may be artists and you want to draw the whole thing with your bare hands, which is impressive and wonderful. But either way, but before you get there, before you get to, you know, you want a Gucci bag or a Chanel bag or you want this, that, I want you to think about, am I the woman that God can trust with all this stuff? Am I the woman who will steward this stuff? Will I grow it? Will I increase it? Will I bless other people with it? Will my family be happy with me because I'm so doing so well with these things? And I want you to focus on you. So this week, be selfish. 
focus on you and what you need. And you're not beating yourself up because we all have room to grow. Honey, let me tell you, if I had time, (laughs) I could tell you all the areas I need to grow in. We all have room to grow. All of us do, but we just can't ignore it. We can't be like, oh, that's an excuse. Everybody's working on something, so I'm not going to work on nothing. No, everybody's working on something. So keep working. Keep your eyes on your own. (laughs) Using my old school, I used to be a school teacher. Keep my, put my school teacher voice on. Keep your eyes on your own work. Just because everybody's taking a test doesn't mean you stop doing the test. You keep doing your assignment. You don't worry about what everybody else is doing. It's not a race. It's not a competition. You're only competing against yourself and you becoming the woman God wants you to do. Be diligent. Be consistent. Don't allow God to show up and you're not watching. Be watching. Well, I pray that the word blessed you all today. I'm so excited. So if you're not on our mailing list, you need to get on our mailing list because I'm going to be sending out information about the vision board workshop. It's open to everybody. It's open to everybody. It's free. It's going to be online so you can watch it while you're uh, in your pajamas or whatever you're doing, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I love you, ladies. You can come and worship with us on any Sunday at live.flow-church.tv at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6.30 p.m. Now, 6.30 p.m. is a rebroadcast, and what that means is that there will be no live host there to greet you, but at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., you'll be able to find live hosts there. We have Children's Church at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day. Oh, if you want to give, you can give on our website. You can give through our cash app. It's dollar sign Flow Church. Uh, you can give through PayPal. You can send a check in the mail. Be a giver. Just just be a giver. We're, we're a community of givers. We are a community of givers. Oh, and if you haven't joined the Believe, um, I was about to say Believe Bigger. If you haven't joined the Brilliant Women's Book Club, let me tell y'all, this book we're reading right now, Drop the Ball, is so good. It is so good, so good, so good. And if you want to know more information about all these things, you have to get on the mailing list because I can't go through all of it right here. You have to get on our mailing list so that you can be aware of all the wonderful things we have going on. And of course, the wonderful, magnificent Breathe Conference is coming up in October and it's going to be fantabulous. Y'all heard me right. Fantabulous. You want to be a part of the brief conference this year. I think I did it all. (laughs) Okay. God loves you. You are so deeply loved by God. Jesus died on the cross for you and your sins. And if you've never received him as Lord and Savior, please do that right now. All you have to do is make a decision to make him your Lord. And you can call us or email us and we can walk you through that process. We love you. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.